presents the podcast's Guide to the Conspiracy patron bonus episode. Okay, George, hit me with your favourite 19th century US presidents. Uh, 19th century? That's 1800s. I'm pretty sure I know absolutely none. I'm definitely not looking them up on Wikipedia right now. When When was Garfield? I mean... Jim Davis invented him in the 80s, I think. Maybe the late 70s. I'm actually oh, not no, entirely actually, sure of my history of Garfield the Cat. Was there a Garfield? No, and no, I know what I'm th- I'm thinking of bloody I'm thinking of Grover. Grover Cleveland. Not Andrew Garfield. Not Andrew the, Garfield. <laughs> the fictional the, US president. The amazing from the Spider-Man. UK. Yeah. Mm. No, def- number one, definitely Grover Cleveland, because he's called Grover. And um uh, and also, he's the guy who screwed up the whole numbering system because he's the guy who had two non-continuous presidencies. So he was both the twenty-second and twenty-fourth president, which is why well, people always greedy. people always mix, mix things up. So they say uh, Joe Biden is the forty-sixth president, but he's only the forty-fifth person to be president because Grover Cleveland was president twice. So um, need, need so I, nice they voted for him twice. Yep. What do we got? Um, yeah, no, can't can't go past can't go past good old Grover. Uh, but who, Benjamin Harris? Who the hell was he? Sorry, Harrison. Uh, Chester A. Arthur is a name. Oh, there, oh, there is a Garfield. James A. Garfield. There we go. Okay, so it's definitely Grover first, Garfield second. Um, Ulysses S. Grant. He got in a he got in a bit of a pickle at one point, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he get involved in a civil war of some kind? Some some kind. Uh, old, old Abraham Lincoln's in there, but still, d- d- distant third behind Grover and Garfield, surely. I mean, I suspect a lot of Americans are now just turning off their wireless due to this. Mm. Uh, God, there was a lot of them. Martin Van Buren. That's a name I've heard of. John Quincy Adams. Got got to love a Quincy. No, no, I see. I saw the the Adams family. Da 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 da. Well, a bit of that as well. Da 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 was of course Thomas Jefferson, so good for him. Of Jeff, of Jeff, Jefferson Airplane fan. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what does this have to do with anything? Uh, well, there's a former U.S. president by the name of Donald J. Trump, and oh, he's he's making threats online yeah. about the indictment in Washington D.C. along the lines of "If you come for me, I'm coming for you," which some people are reading as. If I become president, don't expect me to be nice to you because you're coming after me now because I tried to steal an election. And the Department of Justice really would like him to stop doing that because they don't want him intimidating witnesses. Yeah, I've heard some some on the right have been reporting it as sort of the government's trying to gag Donald Trump and they're like, well, no, they're... They're saying he's not allowed to say certain specific things regarding witnesses and 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 the like. Um, but yes, he's certainly um, he's certainly not helping his case. The other thing I've heard. So I mean, we talked last time about the whole um, 
uh, First Amendment thing, and how some people have been saying, well, he's got this, this First Amendment de defence, he's allowed to say stuff, and yet the indictments were very clear to say that this isn't about his first, you know, this isn't about him exercising free speech, it's about him doing other things. The other defence I've heard coming up is a lot of, a lot of, did Trump, did Trump know what he was saying was untrue? What, what, what was Trump actively lying or was, did he not know that what he was saying was untrue and stuff like that, which I believe also the indictment covers. Yeah, there's a lot and of I Trump mean, also, knew this people this point time. out the indictment both covers the, even if he believed it, he was being told he was wrong consistently. And also, just because you think you're doing the right thing isn't actually a defence in law. Yes, I heard the analogy today and people people were essentially saying that Donald Trump, who the hell knows what's going on? Yeah, the the defence was, who the hell knows what's going on in Donald Trump's head? He, he could believe anything. He could yeah. have been through, who the hell knows what? And, Someone said it's kind of the analogy of, well, it's okay that my my client shot two or three people because he had his eyes closed at the time. He was simply just firing bullets anywhere. Could <laughs> yeah. have been anything. He didn't know. Or, yeah. He didn't know he yeah. was killing people. Was, he literally thought they were possessed by demons and by killing them would set them free. Goes, yeah, that's actually not a defense against murder. I mean, you might get an insanity plea out of it, but you're still going to go down for committing a crime. They go, oh, Josh... Because you were hallucinating, we're going to let you go free this time. Mm. Yes, so there's been some interesting uh, um, prospective defences that have been showing up, and they don't sound like they'll be successful, but who knows? No, with the American legal system, who knows is the right answer. Mm. So what have those, those rapscallions at the Patriot Front been up to? So... What happened was, and I believe this was last year, actually I don't think there's a date as to, oh no, November 2021, so actually a year before last. Oh, in Seattle, a group of Patriot Front members welcomed a new member to their clique, who turned out to actually be a left-wing activist who had changed his name and joined Patriot Front to gain information on what those members were up to. This new member ended up doxing the Patriot Front members and exposing their activities, including the things they were saying, which got leaked to their employers. They got fired from their jobs. And so now they're suing the infiltrator for doxing them. Hmm. Do they... Yeah, do, mm, do, is do the they, right response there? Because, I mean... Doxing is generally considered a bad thing, even and but, but so yes, you're doxing bad people, but it's still the, the the fact that the people you're doing it to are horrible human beings and were doesn't... deliberately hiding their activities yeah. from public view. Yeah, so I guess do they have a case? Well, this is the question, mm. and what's interesting is the suit that the Patriot Front members have put forward is actually quite explicit in describing their ideology. So they describe in their suit that, you know, their group's ideology is about reforging our people born to this nation of European race as a new collective capable of asserting our right to cultural independence. And it describes the group's actions as provocative, but non-violent. So they're going, we're definitely racist, but we're not, but we're not, violently we're not racist. violent racists. Mm. And this was unfair to dox our provocative views to our employers. Mm. And so what is this 
just coming before the courts now? Why are we talking about it in the year of our Lord 2023? Because uh, it seems that they have just put forward the suit now. So right. it was it was recently filed in the U.S. District Court for Western Washington, and yeah, it's going to be a legal battle mm. as to whether there are protections for doxing alt-right extremists. Mm. It's one of those things we. I'm going, yeah, this is this is an interesting case because I I support the exposure of Nazis, but I can also see that under the law it might set they, a worrying precedent. Well no, I'm I I'm, I'm not actually so worried about the worrying precedent. I'm 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 not concerned about Nazis being doxxed. Well, it's more if they the make law, the precedent wider. Well yeah. It's more the law the law might not allow for that to be a legal activity. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's giving me flashes of the whole um, uh, uh, blurred lines, Robin Thicke thing, where they they got done for copying Marvin Gaye, which everybody thought was good because Blurred Lines was a shitty song and they seem to be bad people, but the effect of it has been basically to 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 mess with the entire music industry now that they've set the precedent that you can get sued for making a song that just sounds a bit like someone else's song. So yes, you'd you'd want you'd, you yeah the worry there would be that yes a precedent gets set but the precedent is wide enough that it um, makes problems for everyone. Talking about making problems for everyone, Elon Musk. He he does like to make problems for everyone himself possibly more than others, but. Um, He's got enough money that it doesn't matter, I guess. Although I think he's running out of it. Yeah, well, I mean, do people like him ever really run Well, yeah, actually, I mean, that, they, they, that is true. Uh, he's rich, rich enough that he will yeah. never fall. The, unless the revolution comes. Mm. And then, to quote the Encyclopedia Galactica, he's probably one of the first against the wall. Probably, yeah. Just as were the writers of the Encyclopedia Galactica. Mm. Um, so, so, anyway, what, what's happening at the moment? There's... The, 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 well, basically, Mr. Musk, who was all about freedom of speech when he was first taking over Twitter, appears to be... Um, rather against rather freedom against of speech certain, if people are criticising yeah. him or his business. So there's an organisation called the Centre for Countering Digital Hate, which basically puts out reports about disinformation and misinformation on social media. Musk is claiming that the major reason why advertisers have fled Twitter slash X as a platform is that the CCDH basically put out a report that made advertisers flee by overstating the prevalence of disinformation and misinformation, hate speech and the like on Twitter slash X. So he's suing them for doing that particular thing. Right, because it's harmed him materially basically mm. so lo he's going for loss of advertising revenue now the ccdh is going well we just we are going to fight this because we think we're doing valuable work and most other people are going look the reason why advertisers have fled twitter slash x is maybe in part the disinformation misinformation problem but largely in part due to one Elon Musk and his rather fickle approach towards content moderation. Mm. Particularly fickle when it comes to he moderates the speech of people he doesn't like 
and doesn't moderate the speech of people he does like. Yes, so I see that they're, they're, they're going after them on fairly technical grounds from the look of it, that they're saying that they, they breached... Uh, I, I'm still not calling it X. I'm saying they, they, they breached Twitter's terms of service by, by scraping the site for data so they could an, an, yeah, analyze... Yeah, so this the is the usual thing that there, so. Twitter does when it launches any attack on a rival or an opponent. It makes the claim that they were illegally harvesting information using Twitter's APIs, often eliding the fact that until recently, use of those APIs was free and was not restricted. So they go, look, these days you can't use those a APIs to scrape this data. And people are going, but this data is historical. It was gained before you put those restrictions in place. Hmm. But some people I see, uh, who is this? Lou Pascalis, founder of the advertising consultancy AJL Advisory, basically says... Uh, I believe advertisers long ago decided that Twitter was not a safe place for their advertising investments strictly because of the antics of Elon Musk. Says that uh, the, the CCDH research is just another data point in a very long list of data points, which are repelling advertisers. So, yeah, I don't know. Musk's got lots of money. He seems like the sort of person who could um, shove, a, shove a, a, a lawsuit like this through. So I, I don't even know. What we do know is that the good character of Richard Nixon is under attack. It is, right. So what are they saying about Tricky Dicky? So, recent files have revealed that Nixon had a role in a plot to block Allende from the Chilean presidency. So He's essentially... in another country's elections? I know, I know. So this Never. is... This, we're taking this from The Guardian. The opening paragraph, I think, is actually kind of the gist of the story. Days before Salvador Allende's confirmation as Chile's president in 1970, US President Richard Nixon met with a right-wing Chilean media mogul to discuss blocking the socialist leader's path to the presidency, newly declassified documents have revealed. So there are new documents out which paint Richard Nixon in a rather bad light. Oh dear, you know, you, next you'll be telling me the CIA's involved. Yes, uh, with Richard Helms. Ugh, I can't do... The, 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 the CIA should be anywhere near South or Central America. I mean, honestly, it beggars belief. I know, I mm. know. Mm, mm. But um, I, wanted to, I wanted to say that it's all made better by the fact that at the end there's a, they quote a person called Antonia Fonk making light of a person's name just because it sounds awesome is perhaps uh, uh, not being fully respectful to the subject matter. Which and is also, that, yeah. Henry Kissinger gets referenced oh, here. Of course he bloody does. He was... trans, to quote again, transcripts of a telephone call Nixon made to his national security advisor, Henry Kissinger, the following day are also among the revelations, during which Kissinger confesses it's probably too late to prevent an Allende government and dismisses the Chilean armed forces as a pretty incompetent bunch. Yeah, and... As they say, no, no, neither one of them showed any remorse that General Schneider was dying. This is um, 
so what was it? They, the, the CIA, here we go. The CIA provided one of the, these conspirators with a life insurance policy and hush money, while another received guns, ammunition, and $50,000 in cash to carry out the plot, which involved the kidnap of General René Schneider, the head of the Chilean armed forces, who is considered loyal to the Constitution. The attempt was botched, and General Schneider died three la days later of the gunshot wounds he sustained when his car was ambushed on the 22nd of October 1970. And so, as they're saying, in this, this, con uh, this phone call between Nixon and um, Kissinger, neither of them appears to give a shit at all that this guy is is dying, dying from gunshot wounds due to a this 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 botch. They probably thought it was an inconvenience. They well, they probably did. Yes. So now, of course, Allende actually did take the presidency, but it didn't stop the CIA from spending years and years and years trying to undermine his role. And then. Um, and then, yeah, eventually there was, there, that was when old uh, Pinochet came in, and I assume things worked out fine. Uh, the words I've got here are bloody coup d'etat. Ah. And then many thousands died. Right. Oh, and then 17, 17 years, years of, of military, military rule. Ah, well, would you look at that. A CIA-backed coup ended up making things worse. I mean, it's, well, it's astounding. It's absolutely astounding. Mm. I, I, Good thing that never happened again. Yes, a one-off, mm, luckily. Yep, yep, one they off. learned they their lesson. I mean, it's a shame that in the main episode we talked about the invasion of Iraq in, in 2003 because I think that kind of shows that actually we're just taking the piss now. We really, really are. So, yeah, I mean, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't uh, tell us anything about the character of Richard Nixon or Henry Kissinger or the CIA or the US foreign policy in general that we didn't already know. But um, I guess it's but nice to have some as the people who data. declassified the documents pointed out, it is kind of astounding that we're learning more about how bad these pe people were. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I talked about this in our episode a few weeks ago, but that behind the bastard six-parter on Henry Kissinger is just... It, it, it's j just the level of 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 disinterest, of apathy, or toward you know they're, they're just people people doing stuff that they think might have a bit of benefit for themselves or their mates, and are literally incapable caring of caring about the thousands, if not millions, of deaths that they're fairly directly responsible for. It's it all gets a little bit a little bit disheartening. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And he's a hundred years old, and he's not fucking dead yet. What the hell's going on? I mean, I have to assume he has actually made a pact with the devil. Have you watched that show, uh, what's it called, Inside Man? The no. Netflix animated show about people working for a... I know of it, I have not watched uh, it. It's at, one point, at one point, they, they go up against the enemies, the Illuminati, who are run by uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and a guy who's never identified by name, but who is clearly Henry Kissinger. Um, and then eventually they, what do they, they, they get them all on hallucinogens or something, and Henry Kissinger finally realises what a horrible person he is and commits suicide on the spot. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah, mm. I mean... It's it's the right way to go. Well, yeah, I mean the right way to go probably will have be, would have been you know beaten to death with a sack of rocks about sixty years ago. But best time to plant a trees twenty years ago. Second best time is now. So yeah. Second best time to to beat Henry Kissinger to death with a sack of rocks. Yeah. <laughs> the good thing that these episodes are behind the paywall. <laughs> yeah. uh, to any secret service operatives who are listening. Surely you have better things to do. Yeah. Surely. 
Right, well, I think we're done. I think we're done. We are done. We are done, we are done. for another week. So, thank you, patrons, for being our patrons. Um, here is probably the wrong point to say that if your payments have been declined, you might need to sign up as our patrons again. Because, yeah, because if, if you've been, you been declined, you wouldn't yeah. be hearing this episode now. But maybe we should have said that in the main run. Doesn't matter. Things, everything will work out. It always does, especially for Henry Kissinger. Actually, maybe we will put this one out for free after all. Maybe. Just so that patrons can hear that bit right there. Given maybe. that we should have put that in the main episode. Probably should have. Oh, yeah. there you go. You heard it here first. I guess. Yeah. Or yeah. in the many other I mean, podcasts that you subscribe to you, on yeah. Patreon. Something you seem like. to be fickle with your spending. These people and their Patreons sloshing their money around like like judges mm. i was yeah no there, there was there was a there was a crude sexual reference involved i couldn't bring myself to release it no shame yeah to shame yep no right put me into this i'm i'm putting a pin put, putting a pin in it staking <laughs> you're a claim right. you're putting a pin sticking a in thing in another thing sexual in the window yep i'm gonna put a thing in a thing and say goodbye Goodbye. <laughs>